Hey, Shredders. Good morning. Welcome to Shred Podcast episode 16. Can't believe we're already up to episode 16. Today I have with me Coach Amy Radowski. Hey, Amy. Hey. Um, We're going to talk about uh, something she just recently went through, but before we get into that, I want to update our community on something that's happening in the CrossFit world globally uh, at CrossFit HQ. Um, One thing that is that they have brought down in the last week is that they are no longer going to be the holders of the CrossFit accessory certificates. Um, And for those of you who don't know, there are several certificates out there that can be obtained at like CrossFit Endurance, CrossFit Gymnastics, CrossFit Kettlebell, CrossFit Olympic Lifting, um, and that's just to name like a couple of about 30. Uh, They even have one on Culinary Ninja. (laughs) Um, on how to like meal prep and things like that. Uh, what CrossFit has decided to do is farm those out. Many times uh, they get an expert in that field to come in and help them with the curriculum. Um, and what they're doing is saying, hey, you are the expert. You develop the curriculum. You run the show. You send it to us. We'll, we'll say, yep, that's a good curriculum. And then it will actually still have the CrossFit name on it. Um, but it's It's going to be done through that individual. And the best example I can give is, for those of you who are CrossFit nerds like me, uh, Chris Hinshaw is known as the CrossFit endurance guy. He's a former triathlete who works with all of the major players in the CrossFit world, Rich Froning, Matt Frazier, Jason Kalipa, um, on how to uh, maintain endurance uh, through CrossFit. And so what they're doing is basically saying, hey, Chris, this is your, your gig. You run it. You collect the money. We'll approve your curriculum, and it'll still be known as CrossFit Endurance. Uh, but it's, it's just another thing that CrossFit is trying to get back to their core mission and farming out all the stuff that is outside that core mission. Um, with that being said, they are still going to be the holders of their coaching certificates, Uh, CrossFit Level 1, Level 2, Level 3, and Level 4. And what we're going to talk about today is we actually now have our third CrossFit Level 2 coach at Shred CrossFit, Um, and that is Coach Amy Radowski, and that's why I have her with me. Uh, So our other two are Coach Jen and Coach Mike. Um, They both got their CrossFit Level 2s as well, Um, and we actually talked about it with them when we did the meet the coach. So if you want to go back to those episodes, you can hear what they think about CrossFit level two. Um, so Amy. Yes. Uh, you got your CrossFit level two. You went through the course, uh, I believe here in Columbus at the rogue headquarters. Yes, I did. It was just a couple of weeks right before the rogue invitational. So it was, it was pretty exciting to, uh, get to be back in that, uh, new building and, around all the excitement there and that small little gym that they have yeah that real small tiny little gym (laughs) which actually one of the um you know the flow master even said he you know this is like disneyland coming and working out here at rogue is disneyland for crossfit athletes so and a flow master for those who don't know is the person who runs the level two certificate um course uh kind of keeps because there are about five coaches right Yeah, it was a little bit smaller for this one, so I had four, actually three main coaches there, and then one person who was shadowing, so. Okay, and the Flowmaster runs, coordinates all that, where they go, who they work with, um, things like that, so. Yeah, kind of like the head 
head staff for the weekend. Okay. Um, so you you and I got our level one at the same time. Yes. You now have your level two. What were the differences between the two? I think one of the biggest things that kind of surprised me when I first walked in, there was only about two rows of seats kind of set up lecture style. And when we did our level one, I mean, gosh, it felt like there was tons of people there. I mean, I, I don't even, maybe 60 or, or more people. And when I walked in for the level two, there was just 20 people in the class. So it just kind of took me by surprise. I guess I was expecting, especially too, with it being at, you know, Rogue, that it would, it would be as similar to the level one. Um, so that was one thing that just kind of surprised me with that. Um, but I liked that because it made it a little bit more um, intimate and made it a little bit more comfortable um, to really get in depth with some of those relationships with working with other coaches. So would you say there's more one-on-one attention throughout this the seminar? Yes, which I find can be good and bad. you know uh, no mostly I think it's good you know uh, because not only are you working at at learning um, how to be a better coach but you're also being coached by these athletes who have been or by these coaches who have been coaching for several years you know they're wanting to also enhance their coaching so you're getting really good coaching which you know is great but also can sometimes be like you know I remember that first night I came home to my husband I was like do I even know how to crossfit anymore (laughs) because I I feel like I don't so I know when I took the level one it was all about almost like our foundations here taking Mm -hmm. to the 10th degree sure right like um gosh pvc pipe movements and so much so you were sore for days yes this one was more about how to coach the individual in those movements, or was it other movements? Yeah, it was definitely um, all about uh, coaching and coaching in small groups. So we would have a few lecture series, and it was more about how to see things, so how to spot flaws, and then ways to correct flaws. So using tactile or verbal um, or visual cues for people. So being able to spot those cues and then being able to give a, a response quickly. Um, you know, when we're in the middle of a workout and we're coaching somebody, we don't want to stop and pull them aside and speak for two minutes, you know, when it's a 10-minute workout. So we need to be able to give something really actionable um, and, and short and sweet. So and saying something... Two to five second window. Two to five seconds. So, you know, if somebody was um, doing an air squat and their knees were caving in, you know, and instead of saying, hey, your knees are caving in, Make sure you flare your knees, you know, just walking by and saying, hey, Scott, knees out, you know, so just kind of being able to to speak quickly, but getting your point across by just those quick um, verbal actions. Um, And then also just like being able to see um, and point out to the athletes, sorry, not just point out, but to visualize. So, you know, if I saw somebody that was really caving in their knees, I could stand in front of them and say, Scott, you're doing this and show them what they're doing and then say, and I want you to do this. So, so doing that visual piece for them right away. So we would have some lectures, you know, at the beginning part, and then we would break into small groups where we were back with our PVC pipes, you know, for the majority of this, um, just like with level one. And then we would take turns, um, you know, like the, at the head, sort of seminar staff would work with our small group and say, okay, I want you guys to, to do a front squat. And then she would pick somebody to come in the center and be the coach. 
and that coach had to kind of look around that small group and make corrections. So sometimes then you got picked to be, you know, the person that was watching and viewing that, or you were the person being picked to have your movements corrected by all these coaches. Um, so we did some small groups like that. So then we did some more one-on-one -on -one coaching. So I might pull, you know, you into the center and say, Scott, I'm going to teach you how to do a back squat. So I would do that, um, kind of give some corrections. So then your seminar staff is watching how you're coaching and giving you feedback on your coaching. Awesome. Yeah. So I want to know just a couple, maybe one or two major takeaways that you felt you got by taking this level two seminar? One of the best takeaways, as I had just mentioned, was about less talking. You know, less talking being um, short um, answers and being able to know that, hey, one cue uh, might work for you, but that's not going to work for somebody else. So I've got to have a lot of tools and cues um, in my toolbox that I can throw out for different athletes. Um, and just being able to um, show, you know, more actionable things. So um, not just recognizing them, but being able to demonstrate those movements in, in front of people and being able to say, hey, not this, but do this. Awesome. Um, and so let's move to the next thing. What was your favorite part of uh, participating in this throughout the weekend? Well, I'm kind of an observer by nature. I like to sort of observe um, and then process things. And so one of the things that I found to be really helpful and, and that I enjoyed was just sort of observing all these other, you know, people who have been coaching and observing their styles of coaching and, and taking in some new cues that I could bring back to our, our athletes here, things that made sense to me and things that I hadn't heard of. Um, and then it was nice just being able to you know, kind of discuss our other challenges as a coach personally, like where I know I might struggle in one area, you know, I can get some feedback from these other people that have experience and be like, oh, great, that's something I can try. Um, so it felt, you know, it was a nice collaboration to be able to work with other people. And, and some of these coaches were local and some were people that, you know, came from Michigan, from Florida, from, from all over. So it's nice to kind of combine those. Well, what's cool about that is I've noticed in my journey that you can hear the same thing said by two different people and for some reason the other with the other person it clicks in yeah um so the that collaboration is always awesome to hear how other people are interpret or or to cue or because it gives you ideas that may help click in with one of our athletes sure um because you're just you're using the same ones that you know right right and now you finally get some new ones that may be that that breaking point for them to understand what's going on. And that was really my goal with wanting to do the level two was I, I saw where I was lacking as a coach and where I felt I wanted to be better. And that was, you know, being able to do better cues. Um, I just felt, you know, I'm comfortable, you know, cheering people on and encouraging people, but I wanted to be better at learning cues to, to assist them to improve their movements. And so that's why I um, personally wanted to go and, and do my level two. Awesome. So I heard that, I heard that, um, <laughs> there is a new thing that they've added to the CrossFit Level 2. When it was first created, it did not have a final exam. That's, yeah. Coach um, Mike did not have to take that exam. Right. I'm a little jealous of that, but. So he was observed over the weekend, and then it was evaluated 
did he learn enough in that class? Sure. And then he was given his certificate. It wasn't like they just blindly handed them out. Oh, correct. Like, like yeah. a card. Yeah. Um, but now I know you and Coach Jen had to take the exam at the end. Um, and that is because of some things that are going on uh, with some legal battles with other um, personal training certificates that are out there. Right. Um, outside just of to, the CrossFit. Outside of yeah. the CrossFit world. Um, this was just to legitimize what we do. And I think it's a great idea. So you had to take the test. Um, how was that test? Because we know, those of you who know you well, know you love to take tests. So that is not correct. Uh, <laughs> I, I have a lot of test anxiety. Um, you know, I felt like, you know, going in, you know, man, I, you know, I've been around CrossFit for so long. I, you know, I feel really comfortable um, with, with, with CrossFit movements. You know, I feel pretty comfortable that I'm able to spot things. And, you know, it doesn't matter how, how much you might feel prepared. If you are somebody who has test anxiety, you know, all, all that you can focus on later is, you know, you don't think about the questions you might have gotten right. You're, you're only focused on the ones that you're like, oh, you know, I don't know if I got that one right. Um, so the test, you know, it was all on an iPad and it was about 40 questions. Um, the part that was a little, I found more challenging was it was videos some of the tests, which were similar to like the judges course, right? And so sometimes the judges course is, it can be really challenging, right? Like if you don't hear the, the correct number of double unders, if you're using that for counting. Um, so just watching some of the videos and then there would be kind of, you know, like four or five different options of things that they might have been looking for for the flaw. So I found that to be a little bit of of a challenge because, you know, there could have been three or four things that were wrong with the flaw, but what they were looking for was what was the biggest fault. So it's, it's noticing, yes, there were four things wrong, but what are they wanting me to answer right now? So I think that's where some of that took, um, some, some more time and brain power. Um, and so, did they give you any um, kind of material to study for, or was it just based on what happened over the weekend? Yeah, I mean, we definitely had a big, thick, you know, 100-page booklet that we um, had brought with us. But a lot of it was, you know, definitely if you paid attention to the lectures um, and you were really open to receiving the coaching, um, they did a great job of preparing us, you know, so there was some additional things that they had recommended beforehand. Like you could do some of the online courses. One of those was called spot the flaw. Um, the other one um, was like lesson planning, which was also a big part of the class that we learned. Um, so I, I think looking back, maybe the spot, the flaw watching that one might've benefited me to do beforehand. Um, as that was part of the test that I, I struggled a little bit in, but, but Hey, I passed. So, that's all that matters. So you did pass. I you did. are a level two coach. I do. I even uh, brought my certificate today. It came in the mail yesterday, so it's legit. Um, so congratulations. Thank you. You know, we hear all the coaches at Shredder so happy for you that you got this, and that that is awesome. So yeah. uh, congratulations. Thank you. Uh, at that point, at this point in the podcast, I just want to turn the page a little bit. Oh. Um, you and I had... And this is more just for fun. Sure. You and I had the opportunity to go to the Rogue Invitational. Yes. 
Um, that is one of the new sanctionals CrossFit has put together. Um, Rogue actually put it together. CrossFit endorsed it. It was here in Columbus, right on Fifth Avenue, like right on yeah. Fifth Avenue. Yeah. Um, you and I went down. What were your impressions of that sanctional? You know, it's, I think living in Columbus, like we, we don't realize how lucky we really are to be that close to this Mecca for CrossFit athletes. Right. I mean, we had the legends that were here. So we had, um, you know, Sam Briggs was here. Julie Fouché was here. Annie Sakamoto, you know, all these big time athletes and, they're coming to Rogue and wanting to be in Columbus. So I think not only is that exciting for us, you know, CrossFit nerds, but I think that's really exciting for Columbus, you know, that that we're bringing um, these amazing athletes and, and they're coming to experience our town. And um, I think that's just a really cool cool thing that that happens here where, where we live. So uh, what I, I was blown away, right? Yeah. Um, I have worked the CrossFit Games. Sure. Um, and to see what Rogue put on was at a games level yeah. here in Columbus. Right. Right. Um, and the level of competition, because a lot of the CrossFit athletes are under contract with Rogue. Um, so they have an advantage to be able to pull them in. Sure. Um, we had all of the podium finishers from last year, except for one, at this event. Mm-hmm. Um, the level of competition was unreal. Yeah. The finishes, the sprints to the finish line, um, the weights they were putting up. Um, but I have to say, and you can jump in whenever you sure. want here, um, the highlight of the weekend, which has been highlighted on a lot of vlogs and, and podcasts, was one of the team one of the teams lost one of their people due to injury. Yeah. And they had to rush her to the hospital. They, while she was at the hospital, she told her friend she had to go back and compete so that the team could keep going. Now, they, they weren't eligible to qualify for the games, sure. but they allowed them to compete. Yes. And this woman uh, was competing at the highest level with all the, the greatest athletes in the sport. And she got to the end of the chipper and her the, – the stories are mixed – it was either just her PR was just below the weight that was on the bar, which was 145. Right. Uh, or it was like 115. I've heard yeah. both. Like okay. That it was like one four. Her PR was 140 or 115. And she got to the end and the bar was 145 and she had to snatch it. Yeah. Squat snatch it. Yes. Um, she made a very feeble attempt to start and then started getting coached by all these amazing athletes. Um, I know Camille came over yeah. to coach her. Um, some of the a- other athletes came over to coach her and she kept trying, got closer, got closer. And when she hit that snatch, that place erupted. It did. That was the most excitement of that, that whole weekend was the crowd excited for her. And then when you go back and look at the videos, like you see, you know, Rich Froning down there on the floor and all those awesome athletes like cheering for her. And I just think what, a, what an awesome opportunity for her yeah it was to me the um, maybe the highlight of my crossfit viewing life right um watching 2500 people raise to their feet when she got a a snatch yeah and i I will say actually that that definitely was an awesome moment another awesome moment i thought was watching amanda with the legends so um 
I think it was back in 2010, 2010, where a lot of those athletes had competed and done Amanda before, which is um, your ring muscle-ups and snatches. What I loved after that was just kind of the feel of those legends talking. And and Matt Chan, you know, got the um, microphone and he said, you know, all of us out here, you know, cheering for each other, he said, you know, we, we made this community to be a community of cheering for everybody until their last rep. Um, we, we want that to be this community. So we've gotten it started, and we want you guys to finish that out. So just reminding us of where that CrossFit is about doing your best work, but also for cheering for everybody else. And speaking of cheering for everybody else, the, the last thing I want to bring up is our boy Matt Lux. Oh, yeah. Got picked to go out on the floor and do a handstand competition. Uh, You could walk around the floor. Last person standing on their hands won a $50 road gift card or something like that. Yeah. Um, Our boy Matt got out there, uh, got up into his handstand. It wasn't five seconds in. And for those of you who watch CrossFit, Roy McKernan uh, took our boy out. Yeah. Uh, Who, Donkey, Donkey kicked him. What's he even doing out there, Rory? <laughs> uh, but Matt bounced back up. Rory gave him a big hug. I think he, that made all the women in the uh, crowd jealous. I was jealous. <laughs> um, but it was cool to see our boy Matt out there um, really competing uh, on a on a big-time floor, right? Yeah. I know I, it was a, an entertaining thing in the middle, but wow. I know. I, you and I were sitting next to each other, and I think I was like, uh, hello, there's Matt Lux out there. And all I could think about was, Man, thank goodness he's been practicing that handstand walk in the back corner of the class every day. <laughs> yeah. Um, so do you have anything else to add f- from Rogue? I would just encourage, you know, other athletes next year, because it's already to, um, on the schedule to be next year in May. That was an awesome event for um, just to, to be a part of and to see and to look at you know, CrossFit isn't about necessarily those athletes, but to take advantage of being so close to it. Um, and we went with several people from here um, yeah. and got to spend time. And it, it just was also an awesome community event for us as shred athletes because this is something that we enjoy, and now we can watch other people do it on this big stage. Yeah. So I would encourage other people to, to join and do that next year. And get your tickets early because they do go fast. Yes. Um, especially if you want to be inside. Yeah. which was a huge highlight for me because yeah. um, you are really close to the floor um, and the, the floor is pretty small. So there's a lot of activity happening in that small area. Yeah. And one other thing I will just add is I remember somebody was asking me, did you have a lot of access like um, to athletes or, or whatnot? And I, what I said, like it was so well run, but these athletes are also so humble. Like they'll be walking around Athletes Village. They'll be walking around the food area. So they're around and just, just humble, regular people. And so I think that's also, you know, just being a CrossFit nerd and uh, and loving being around there, just knowing that, yeah, they're, they're still regular people and we're a part of their community as well. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for taking some time out and yeah. sharing your experience at Level 2 and at the Rogue Invitational. Well, uh, we really appreciate that. And thank you, Shredders, for listening to episode 16. Uh, Stay tuned. Uh, Episode 17 will be out soon. Talk to you all soon. Bye.